0: Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But... If baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crosshaw with me today. As always, Chase, how you doing on this lovely, well, kind of lovely Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I'm not bad. It's it's a
1: little bleak out, so yeah, like lovely isn't really the terminology that I would use. But yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm hanging in. How are you? I'm doing all right. Sun's coming up a little bit over here. It just finished raining for a bit, but uh, hopefully we're going to get more sun. I know in the forecast... That in the, I think next week, it's supposed to be like all 60s, which I just absolutely cannot wait for. Um, we do have a 39 and 48 degree day coming on Thursday and Friday. But all weekend and the week after, it's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and that's awesome. I, I I know that you and your brother and your family, um, not as... Or a little bit older, I should say, than my family. I've still got some kids in my family. So Easter Sunday, uh, if we got a a nice forecast, then we're probably going to be doing some hunting for eggs. Uh, I'm sure you're not doing that, right? Uh, I mean, I won't be doing it,
1: but I'll be helping uh, set it up for my niece and nephew. They'll be coming over. We're supposed to be going to uh, my aunt's later on in the day. But uh, beforehand, my my brother, his wife and kids are coming over. So we'll set up something for niece and nephew. They're five and three. So they'll enjoy it.
0: There you go. Absolutely. So hopefully Easter is lovely and gorgeous for everyone listening. Uh, Chase, let's talk about the weekend a little bit. So I had some siblings over uh, and my dog come out for 26, 27 hours. Kind of boring. Not going to lie. But uh, hopefully your weekend was a little bit better than that. Uh, let's see, Friday, hung out with my
1: girlfriend, we didn't do anything too exciting, just, you know, just chilled. Saturday, I cleaned up uh, the room that I recorded in, also my gaming room, I organized my desk, and then played NCAA football for probably eight hours after that, and then today I woke up, ate lunch, played
0: NCAA football, and here I am, so not very exciting either. Well, NCAA football is probably more exciting than having to clean up your dog's poop inside your house, so. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Yeah, that was that was fun. Like two (laughs) minutes into him getting here, he just drops a hot load right at the front door. So that was awesome. But he's got the hardwoods. Yeah, exactly. Hardwood. We're okay. Oh, and we got a air mattress. So the next time you come out or someone comes out, um, we've we've got sleeping spots other than just the couch. Perfect. And then we won't have six people on the hardwood floor. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Chase, let's uh move on to the show here. So first we gotta talk about a trade that I didn't see happening. I don't think you saw it happening, but it ended up happening. Uh, we got to talk about <laughs> Vasilevsky and the fact that his streak unfortunately ended. A uh, little game review preview talking about Cole Caulfield and then the college hockey tournament. Uh, moving close to that, Frozen Four. Very excited. Chase, let's talk about the trade first. Alexander Volkov gets traded for Antoine Morand and a seventh round pick. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Tell me why. So, overall, I think I like it. It was a bit random. Kind of
1: unexpected, but it gives Tampa roster flexibility, gives them a little bit of cap flexibility. Not like it's a you know a major salary cap dump. Volkov is a guy that's you know he's making just about a million dollars anyway, so it, it just gives a little bit of room for you know, call ups. Um, maybe able will make a further trade in the future, but it's it's nothing wrong with it. I, I think Volkov could be a, a pretty solid NHLer. Um, I think he has the potential to be a middle six score. I've talked about that before uh Antoine Moran he's kind of struggled a little bit as a pro but like you've you, you can see the guy's skill I mean you saw what he did in junior he was a second round pick for a reason he, he's got a lot of talent he could be you know a like a really good middle six playmaking type guy compared to Volkov being more of a two-way maybe a little bit more scorer uh so, so I, I really have got no no issue with the trade at all Uh Moran's not gonna be someone who plays for Tampa this season maybe not even next season give him some time to develop but yeah I mean it's it's perfectly fine
0: yeah, and we could be seeing a Carter Hagee situation with Alexander Volkov. I mean, we talked about how we like Carter Hagee and we wish he could, you know, take that next step. Sure enough, he goes over to Florida and he looks pretty damn good. So Alexander Volkov, I feel like we've been saying the same thing. You know, we want to see him take that next step. Um he was able to play for us a bit this season. Uh now he's moving to different pastures. Will he be able to take that next step? We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he does, because I do like him as a player, as I you know just mentioned and have previously stated. So he'll get some better playing time over there, hopefully, and should be able to show what he can do. All right, for
0: sure. Now, Chase, let's move on to Vasilevsky. We talked about how damn good he is. Uh, unfortunately, he ended his 12-game win streak, um, and that was over this past week when we had two games against Dallas and Carolina. Unfortunately, we lost both of those.
1: Yeah, you know it. You you can't expect to go in and just win every game. Kind of you know what we've really been doing. Uh, you and I we we projected that they were going to both be wins. But, I mean, how do we not though? Really, we we've been playing so hot. It's hard to go against the team. Uh, but yeah, is you, you just can't expect them to win every game. It, it happens. You're gonna have some bumps on the road. Time start a new winning streak. Hopefully, we can get something going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, let's hop into those games now. Uh, we had the one on Thursday with Dallas. Obviously not able to cover that one in the previous episode because the episodes do drop on Thursdays, but um, Coming off of a 2-1 victory, I was expecting a, another victory here because Dallas, they have started off a little bit slow this season, haven't looked like the same team that we faced in the Stanley Cup Finals. However, they were able to take this one 4-3. to three. So we had
1: kind of a similar trend in this game that we'll see in the next game too. Uh, Tampa, they, they get out to a strong lead, end up scoring two goals, uh, but then everything kind of shifts. Dallas kind of takes a little momentum from there, scores three straight. Um, and it really just becomes Dallas's game. They they looked better from that point on. Uh, Tampa they they played fine, but they didn't play it to the level that they you know that they can because they're obviously the best team in the league in terms of the roster talent. So Dallas just they really kind of seem like they maybe wanted it a little more. Uh, it, sometimes it's going to happen, you know. Th- We've talked about it before this Dallas team. There's like really no reason they should be as bad as they are. We played them in the Cup final last year for a reason because they got a talented roster. Obviously, you know Sagan not playing is an issue. But when you've got Miro Heiskin and when, when you've got Joe Pavelski, you still got Jamie Ben, you've got John Klingberg, you got Ben Bishop and that, and you got Anton Coot open too. I mean, it, it's a good roster. So it's not really that surprising that they're going to able to sneak out a win like this. Uh, but it was a little surprising to see them get 41 shots on that, honestly.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I think part of it is the season. I feel like our guys are kind of getting worn down and it's understandable. When we look at our last three weeks of games, we played 12 games and before the two we're mentioning right now, we only dropped two of those. So it's understandable that, you know, 10 games in two weeks prior to this Dallas game, uh, we, we took eight of them. You gotta, you gotta feel for the guys. I mean, Hockey isn't normally like this. Obviously, we're playing catch up because of the COVID um, postseason last year. So uh, it, it's tough for the guys and it's it's going to be even tougher as we continue on into playoffs because we're trying to catch up and more games, more games, more games. That's all we're getting.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it, kind of going into the season. One of our concerns, like, you know, we looked forward to seeing hockey every other night for our teams and just hockey every night in general. But, like, guys are going to get worn down, guys are going to get injured, and guys are going to be tired. And it's kind of what's, yeah, as you're talking about, That's really what's going on. Um, so hopefully, uh, you just, you know, take, I don't want to say take it easy because I hate, you know, taking it easy in games. But, you know, there's a two-day break to look forward to coming up in a couple of weeks and then another one before the season ends. Uh, so <laughs> you can look forward to, to a nice two-day break, you know, maybe down the road. But for now, hopefully just, you know, keep the legs fresh and keep on moving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, we'll move on to the Carolina-Tampa game. Uh, this ended in the same exact score, the opposing team four, us three. Uh, and it was kind of a revenge game for Cedric Paquette. Yeah, it was. And,
1: uh, you know, as I kind of mentioned, same old song and dance is kind of just repeat Two goal lead, blow the lead, end up losing the game four to three, 40 shots in that for Carolina. Cedric Paquette got one in the net. I uh, was, was not very happy of that. Did have some money on this game and did not win any money on this game because I placed a decent chunk on Tampa. Uh, but it was just another game where Carolina kind of got it done and Tampa really didn't. Um, it, it happens if, if we kind of just talked about the Dallas game. Sometimes, you know, you're you're going to be playing these teams. They might be lesser teams, but at the end of the day, they're still all NHL teams.
0: If they wanted a little more than I, odds are they're going to take it. Absolutely. And Marty Nacass also went absolutely huge. That young core for Carolina just looks absurd obviously Svechnikov Aho was able to get on the, the scoring sheet as well so uh, a really nice young core that's going to be a, a big rival with our Tampa Bay team for uh, years and years to come
1: oh 100% yeah and as you mentioned you know Marty Nakash he had four points in that game like th- th- this dude's ridiculous I-, I remember going to his draft year I'd only seen a little bit of him because he was playing over in the Czech league I was like you know this kid's got some decent talent then sure enough, he's an import pick to Saginaw. I'm, I'm hoping he maybe comes over to the OHL. But no, he goes straight to the American League, plays in the NHL pretty soon. And I mean, he's he's a very underrated player. He's got some just legitimate offensive skill. He's playing a little bit deeper in that lineup. He's getting more and more ice time as as time goes on. But he's still playing a little deeper because they've got some young talent in front of him too. Uh, you know, he could be one of these guys that is overshadowed for a little bit. And then once he finally hits, he just explodes. And it's almost gonna be kind of out of nowhere. But really, it's been ruined this whole time.
0: Yeah, I really like Nakosh, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him. But, Chase, upcoming for the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, we got a two-day break, which is nice. We know we haven't had a two-day break in a a little bit. Um, We've got a break, obviously, today as of recording Sunday and then Monday as well. But then we get back at it with Columbus on Tuesday, have another game against Columbus Thursday. And then on the weekend, we've got a back-to-back with Detroit Let's talk about the Columbus series today. We'll talk about the Detroit one on Thursday's episode. What do you think of Columbus? What do you think our Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be able to do to them?
1: Well, Columbus is really struggling. Uh, They're obviously not like a supremely talented roster, but they've got some guys, especially on the back end, you know, when you get Jones and Wrensky, and then you have Patrick Laine up front, uh, like you would think that, you know, you should be able to get some things done, but they've really been kind of, you know, playing some ugly hockey, uh, I just I remember I opened up the uh, NHL app before we rec- started recording. I looked at scores. The Red Wings Blue Jackets game was eight minutes in. There's a total of two shots on that, both from the Red Wings. Looking now, there's a total of eight shots with five minutes left in the first period, and the Blue Jackets only have two. Like they're, it's they're they're playing some pretty ugly hockey right now. Uh, this should be something that Tampa Bay absolutely takes advantage of. I think there's a good chance we go in and kind of thump these guys
0: in two games. Yeah, absolutely, and we could see uh, another benching from Patrick Laine because, I mean, we, we've talked about how we saw him get benched. Um, what was it, his second or third game playing with Columbus? Well, it happened yet again. Um, looking at his last five games, the time on ice kind of fluctuates. So against Carolina on March 20th, he had over 20 minutes of time, whereas Detroit on March 27th, yesterday, Saturday, he only had 14 minutes. So his time's really fluctuating and being arguably their biggest superstar, uh, if not, you know, Seth Jones and Zach Wurensky, it would be this guy. Uh, you can't really be benching your superstar.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's tough situation because he's really a one dimensional player, is a thing. And you can see he has this, like, ability where he can, he should be scoring goals at a higher rate than he is. He should be scoring a lot more than he does. But for some reason, he's not, you know, he still scores pretty well. Uh, he should be a, Guy who's a he's a break a pretty frequent contender to to try to fight for the Richard Trophy every year, but that really hasn't been the case. So if, if he's not executing on that end and he's not gonna help you out at all defensively, your your hands are kind of tied, which is unfortunate. But really, when when you trade, you know what you did for this dude,
0: like you gotta just kind of ride him and hope he figures it out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chase, let's talk about the goaltending situation. Uh, Obviously, coming into playoffs last year, they had a a dominant two-headed duo with Merzlikens and Corposalo. That duo is still here. However, Corposalo, he's kind of struggled this year. Merzlikens a little bit better, but at the same time, they're not at the level they were in last postseason. No, it,
1: it was pretty clearly unsustainable. Uh, Corbisalo, he looked like coming to the NHL a legitimate goalie prospect, uh, someone who could be a number one and put up some good numbers. Then once you start seeing him in the NHL, you, you kind of saw his weaknesses, you saw his tendencies, and you learned that, okay, he's really not going to be that guy. He's going to be someone, he could be your number one, but he's not going to be elite. He's better off with somebody else to help support him too. Kind of what Merzlikins doing. Merzliken plays less games than Corbisalo, plays in the the lesser of the matchups, but it's been playing a, a little bit better. I mean, Corbisalo, he doesn't really look... Like that guy. He looks like a fine enough financial goalie, but not somebody I would ever want to start. Whereas Murz Lickens, you know, he's maybe in the same boat, maybe a little bit better. Uh so they yeah, that's kind of a you know, a tough situation for them. Like these they're two guys that are both just, you know, maybe okay and not any better than that. It's kinda of hard to win that way.
0: Yeah, definitely a team that needs to add to their player pool because right now the talent just really isn't up to par with a lot of other teams. Um, You and I, both big fans of Tortorella, we think that even getting them to the playoffs last year was a miracle. So um, we'll see what Columbus can do. However, I have to say for Tampa, this is a miracle. Thank you to the hockey gods because coming off of a 12 game schedule in the past 3 weeks we get a nice two game break here and then we get to rebound against Columbus and Detroit that seems like a blessing.
1: Yeah, I mean it should be 4-0, but we saw what happened last time against Detroit. Detroit ended up, you know, playing really well, taking 3 or 4 points. Uh so hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah, this time around a little little more expectations, a little more prepared um and not have to, you know, like die on the ice try, trying to win and beat these teams, but still haven't put in a decent
0: effort. Absolutely, Chase. Well, let's talk about a new Canadian quarantine period because some changes have been made where it looks like the trade deadline and talking about Canadian to American team trades, is that really going to be possible? Well, it looks like it's a little bit more possible now.
1: Yeah. So originally the Canadian quarantine period was two weeks, 14 days, so that's a decent chunk of time to miss. We saw with Pierre Dubois, you know, he couldn't play for 16 days because on top of that 14 day period, there's a two day waiting period for the NHL. So that's just with this schedule, that's seven, eight games just, just gone that you're not playing that. That's huge. So now what uh, with this new quarantine period? Only seven days, you know, you might miss three at most four games, which makes it a little more enticing for teams to uh, trade from America, coming over to Canada. So, it's going to make it a little more uh, interesting for a team like Toronto, maybe Edmonton. You know, they're in good positions in the Canadian division. They can go out look for some extra p- uh, pieces, and they don't have to try to just look in the division where teams might not trade at them. They can go look other divisions. Go, you know, look south of the border too. They can do.
0: Absolutely. And I, I read something, I think it was by Pierre LeBron. I could be wrong, but I think it was him. He talked about how he doesn't think the trade deadline will be that eventful this year because of COVID, because the salary cap. We really don't know where it's going from here um, with the uh, quarantine happening with the borders. He just didn't think it was that going to be that eventful. I'm hoping that this, plus the fact that we've been talking about it for a while, plus the fact that. Seattle is coming in this year. I'm hoping we get one hell of a trade deadline because you and I are both uh in the same boat where we think trade deadline day is probably, what, the third best day in hockey, only behind the draft and the day the Stanley Cup gets lifted? Yeah, I'd say it's fair. So really hoping for a good trade deadline. Um, Some trades have kicked off. We talked about the Volkov trade. while also, Eric Stahl, he gets dealt. And the funny thing about the situation is... Montreal, who acquired Eric Stahl, was on the no-trade list for Eric Stahl. But when you're in Buffalo, no team should be on the no-trade list. I, I saw this meme. Um, it, was,
1: like, it was some Simpsons, like, like uh, scene, wherever the hell it was. Uh, just edited into pictures. So it was this card that said, Eric Stahl to Montre- Montreal, no-trade. And uh, just like saying the one word, and then you see him like writing on it. Then it flicks back to it, and it says "No, comma, trade exclamation point." So it's saying, "Please trade me." Uh, <laughs> I got, I got to get chuckle out of that. I'll retweet it on the Bulls broadcast Twitter. Uh, but I mean, uh, you you can't like, even if you got traded to the team like the Wings or or the Senators. Like how how would you say no? Just you got to get out of Buffalo. You can tell he didn't want to be there. Remember, you remember his video after the trade? How just like blank his expression was, hey, Buffalo, happy to be here. Just sounded like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you're happy to be there. Uh, so he, he gets out of that hell hole. Good for him. Uh, he can go to Montreal where they, they got a chance to make playoffs. They should make playoffs. Uh, maybe they can do something there. Uh, But regardless, you know, maybe he's not Montreal in the future. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. But this is, you know, you know, kind of one of those first trades that was made after, you know, that seven day quarantine period. So now he doesn't have to wait as long. And I want to actually just go back um, off the whole Pierre LeBron thinks it's not going to be a very active trade deadline. You know, that's possible, but with the way the NBA trade deadline just was, I don't want to throw anything out there. The NBA trade deadline is always really eventful, and the NHL is, is hit or miss, but seeing that the NBA trade deadline was eventful this time around too, I don't think that eliminates anything from the NHL.
0: Yeah, the NBA trade deadline, and then the day after, the big day where the NFL has two trades within the draft, one team moving up to the third overall pick. Man, a lot of craziness, and I hope it continues with the NHL. Chase, I don't know if we mentioned, but Eric Stall trade uh, coming back to Buffalo was a third and a fifth round pick, correct? Yep. Which we didn't, we did not mention that.
1: So, uh, you know, that, that, that's fine. Good for them. They're gonna miss playoffs. He wasn't gonna be there long term. He, I don't know what his contract situation was. If it was any longer than this year, he was gonna request a trade out of there anyway. So, you got what you could for him.
0: Yeah, I hate to keep harping on it, but when you look at it, it's pretty sad for Buffalo. Um, obviously, not Buffalo fans here, but as fans of the Lions and the Bengals and the NFL, we know what struggle is. And to see Buffalo bring over Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl on top of Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, Rasmus Dahlin, you know, we're thinking maybe this is, this is their chance. Maybe they could sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they could actually do some damage. And I think in our... Um, preseason rankings. I think I even had them sitting fourth or fifth in their division. Unfortunately, not the case, man. It, I feel bad. I really do. Yeah,
1: it, it sucks for them. It really does. I still don't get why Hall signed there in the first place. Like he wanted to go to a team where he could win. He said that, and then he chooses Buffalo. And even if it looked like things might've been going up because they got Jack, like all Arasas, had two great seasons. Uh and they, you know, Sam Reinhardt is a good player too. They, they got a lot going for him. Uh, like for down the road but they really weren't quite there yet. I don't get why he signed there. Uh, ultimately, I think he kind of plummeted his value. Uh, hopefully, he can get traded somewhere, and he can go and perform and you know get some more money. Like if, if a trade isn't able to get done, or he goes somewhere and just does what he's currently doing, like he's killed his free agent value. I don't know why he would sign a one-year in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Chase, I want to be a little speculative here with you. Um, let's say Eichel gets dealt this offseason, and then you have a... Bright star and Uka Pekkalukkanen at goalie coming up. What happens? I mean, it seems like the the time miscue is going to hurt both of these players because if Jack Eichel truly does get traded because, one, the team's just terrible and a lot of it can be put on goaltenders from the past couple of years, but this year just everything looks absolutely horrendous. Um, If he goes and then Uka Pekaluknen comes up and he finally solidifies the goaltending for Buffalo but doesn't have those stars at forward... It, it just seems like it could be another mess. It could
1: be. But if Jack Eichel gets traded, like he's not getting moved unless it's substantial value. Like probably, you know, I don't want to say more than he's worth, but it has to be a deal you can't refuse to trade a guy like Eichel. So, uh, you know, they would get a lot in return, whether that be draft picks or current players. So it it could end up being better for them because they have a couple guys right now who are performing all right. Then the rest are just doing absolutely terrible. So getting in a couple new faces might actually, you know, bring about some sort of change. Maybe the team performs a little better. So it could be a good thing in the long run, but yeah, it is very possible that it ends up just being really shitty for everybody yet again.
0: Yeah. And that would be super unfortunate for Buffalo fans, but Chase, let's talk about Cole Caulfield. Now uh, this is a player that you and I are very high on and I will um urge the fact that you are very high on him you think that he could be the leading goal scorer in the nhl for years and years after ovechkin retires well he does sign his entry-level contract with the montreal Canadiens, and we could see him playing very soon
1: yeah and hopefully we see him play as quick as he can he just came off of a 30 goal 22 assist 52 point season through 31 games in college hockey I'd say scoring about a goal game at any level of hockey is pretty decent, to be honest. So Cole Caulfield is just a ridiculous goal scorer. You know, he he's not like Ovechkin because they're completely different styles of like builds, but he is like Ovechkin where he just finds the back of the net wherever he is. You know, I've seen him score goals top shelf from the goal line. I've seen him score from the blue line. I've seen him score from every inch of the ice. The dude just finds the back of the net. Even if he's a little one dimensional, he still worked on his all around game. But regardless, that one dimension that he does so well is scoring, and that's it's what you need in the NHL to win. It's what you need in hockey to win. If you're not scoring, you're not going to win. So Montreal, they, they have a hell of a prospect on their hands. I don't know how he fell as low as he did. He should have been a top 10 pick in his draft class, no problemo. But Montreal, they get the benefit from it. I would not be surprised if he comes in and makes an immediate impact. Yeah,
0: in Montreal, they seem to really start getting, they're, they're starting to head towards the light as Brendan Cole Caulfield, Alexander Romanov, both this year, um, Kakaniemi, Nick Suzuki, young players in their system that they're hoping a lot from. So this Montreal team, it looks like they're building in the right direction. They just got to make sure that they have the cap space in a couple years to sign these guys back, which right now with a, what is it, $9, $10 million contract for Carey Price? That's tough. Yeah,
1: it's over ten million. It's a lot of money for a goalie who's, you know, he's been he's not been playing actually like horrible, horrible, horrible this year. But he's not been doing good enough to be like worth that money. He's had some good games, had some bad games. Um, it's it's a tough situation. Him, Shea Weber, they're combined like eighteen million dollars. Like it's just it's it's hard to build a team that way. So hopefully the young pieces can come in, you know, play cheap. Maybe they can do a Chicago type thing where where the older, more expensive pieces are do enough, and then the young pieces can come in, play cheap and do well. Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope it's not too good. Um, I mean, I, I hope nothing but success well, yeah. for Caulfield, Romanov, and all the other young players there. But uh, definitely don't want to see Montreal raising the cup anytime soon. But Chase, before we head to Hockey Name of the Day... We wanted to mention the college hockey tournament. It looks like we're on the way to the frozen four um, for hockey fans. This is, you know, right up there with March Madness with, you know, regular sports fans. So uh, a lot of excitement coming
1: forward. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. So a couple teams had to drop out. University of Michigan uh, is one example. And then um, is it Notre? Yeah, Notre Dame, right? Yeah, Notre Dame yep. is the other one that had to drop out, too. So. You know, it sucks for those teams. Michigan, they, they had a good chance. They could have been a team that actually had some, you know, like like sneaky like winning potential because of their talented roster. Regardless, um, the one favorite that, I, like my favorite in the tournament was University of North Dakota. Well, they just played a five-overtime game, the longest game in NCAA tournament history with Minnesota Duluth last night. Uh, Minnesota Duluth won that game 3-2 to two off of a kind of weak goal. So the semifinals in the Frozen Four is set up on one side, Minnesota Duluth and UMass. Uh, we're waiting on the outcome of Boston College, St. Cloud State, and then Minnesota, Minnesota State. Those games are both today, so we'll see what happens. But it's looking like, yeah, we should be in for a a, a very possible all-Minnesota uh, national championship, which if that happens, you know, great for the state of Minnesota. If, if, but if it does, it's kind of annoying for everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's unfortunate that Michigan had to opt out because this is a team that I think, I mean, you just said you were excited to see, I was excited to see, and I think a lot of people were excited to see, especially NHL scouts, there's so many players on this Michigan team that have a future in the NHL, including Owen Power, Matthew uh, Beneers, and Kent Johnson, and others, so um, it's unfortunate to see them opt out, and as a Michigan State Spartan, I'm not someone who would uh, want this team to go all the way and win it all, but To see them play and to see these young prospects, that would have been great.
1: See, I I get that whole Michigan State thing. But, like, if Michigan State's on the tournament, why wouldn't you want at least one Michigan team, one Big Ten team to win? Uh, Like, especially when you look at it in, like, the economics and, like, you know, like that side and the business side of college sports. When the Big Ten, like, for example, if the Big Ten were to go to the college football playoffs... Every team in the Big Ten gets a bonus. If they go to the championship, every team gets a bonus again. If they win the championship, every team gets a bonus again. Same thing happens here. If you go to the semifinals or you go to, to the national championship, then you, you get a bonus. So you, so you, it's always good to root for the teams, even if you're not in there. Obviously, you know if, if like Michigan State were in there, obviously you're, you're going to cheer for them first, and you don't want Michigan to win at that point. But when it's just Michigan, I, I don't know. I, I've
0: never gotten the argument of not cheering for them if they're there personally. That's how my dad is, too. He cheers for everything SEC because he's a Georgia fan. Um, But for me, colleges don't need any more money. Like... Let's be honest, college tuition is just going up and uh, trust me, Michigan, the University of Michigan is doing just fine and I'll root for Michigan against like Ohio State or something and um, I do even have a little bit of a soft spot for Michigan because I grew up a Michigan fan but now that I'm a Spartan, um, that has changed but Chase, that's like saying why don't you root for the Packers? They're in the same division as the Lions. What's the big deal? Because there's no bonus. I, I see, I'm someone who's going into in that side of sports, so I'm all for
1: it. So I get it from a different perspective. But no one likes the Packers. Ew, don't even don't even bring up that <laughs> shitty ass team, dude. You're stupid.
0: No, see, like it it makes the same sense to me because I don't care about bonuses for the school because they don't need any bonuses, and it's a rivalry. Nonetheless, whether you're a Michigan fan, a Michigan State fan, you support both when they're not playing each other. When they play each other, it's a rivalry. And there's that continuation of rivalry outside of their own games as well. So just like how you wouldn't vote for the Packers, you know, sorry, I would have been rooting for Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, no.
1: Like co- college sports and pro sports are completely different in that aspect too. Like, and I'm a root for every Michigan college team. I'm root for every Michigan pro sports team just because I'm it's from my state. So that like that plays part of it too. Where the Packers, they're completely out of state. It's a different. It's, you know, it's a completely different aspect. If the Big Ten does good in something, it, help, it helps the schools mo- like monetarily. As I said, it also helps in recruiting too because it's just more success, not just from Michigan but from the whole Big Ten too. So I I, I don't know. That I don't feel. Like, I feel like
0: I got nothing else to say about it. But that's just my thoughts. You're telling me you would root for Eastern Michigan. Yeah.
1: What, yeah. Are you, what? Are you kidding me? You you, you say if Eastern th- Michigan th- plays th- plays like a like an ACC school in football, you're not gonna root for them.
0: No, probably not. Eastern oh, Michigan's trash. that Eastern Michigan's that one school that it's just no. All right, Chase. Well, let's move on to hockey. Name of the day here. Um, I have not peaked, so I don't know if it's a hard one or a. Um, that's a long last name, but I think I got it. Uh, depends on the first name, the pronunciation of it. I'm gonna go Michelle. Um, Straza Bosco.
1: There you go, Michel Straza Bosco. I thought it was kind of a fun name. You should look up this dude on Elite Prospects. So look at his picture. Uh, so he's he's retired. He retired back in uh, after the 2015 season. But he's an Italian. He's 45 years old. He was a six foot four, 223 pound defenseman. Really only played in the Italian league his whole life. He played a ton internationally for them. Played in a couple uh, Olympics or at least Olympic qualifiers, played in one actual Olympics, played in some world championships. So he's got some good international experience, you know, a, a good player for, for the Italian nation, for the Italian league. But like his picture is just the best thing ever. He's wearing like an old style oh. jumper bucket. looks like there's just no, <laughs> no padding or anything. Did you look it up? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Isn't it, isn't it awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ads on that jersey too oh yeah oh yeah you european hockey especially those lower leagues it's, it's just every square inch of a jersey is covered in advertisements because they got to get that money um but yeah so so our boy michelle straza bosco i just i love that last name just you know i, I, was, I was thinking about our saint Patty's day uh, when you know we, we we had a few beverages and then i ate like 45 bosco sticks so just you know reminiscing <laughs>
0: nice it literally looks like he's getting ready to be put down in a barber chair to get a bowl cut (laughs) because that helmet is just not doing him justice that's for sure no it's it's tough (laughs) (laughs) all right well cool name chase let's move on into our outro and then uh and and then yeah Uh, yeah okay outro oh okay um
1: well (laughs) as always i want to thank you guys for listening if you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd appreciate it. Uh, you know, not required. It Supports the whole podcast network, not just us. And there's some exclusive content there, so make sure to check it out. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, that is at Bulls Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey that's at Hockey Pod and then follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod, that's WNP Sports Pod. So the Bulls Broadcast, you can get your Tampa Lightning and Hockey Talk from the Hockey Podcast Network. You'll you know you'll see giveaways, you'll see other podcasts from within the network. Get their stuff retweeted. Then you go to WNP, you're going to be able to listen to our football content. So, I mean, you're really covering all your bases there. You might as well do it. But regardless, make sure to check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo, listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, uh, if you could, please rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. But whatever you do, you must use code THP on the DraftKings.
0: Absolutely. We hope you all have a glorious week to come as it is Monday. Uh at, at least when this episode comes out. We hope you have a glorious week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.